0: Just a reminder that Oh My Dollar's weekly money advice is out in April as a cat-filled illustrated workbook. Anybody who pre-orders can start getting chapters and challenges every week right now. The illustrated personal finance workbook covers everything from investing to student loans and is available at ohmydollar.com/book.
1: Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbick.
0: And that was Will Roby. Let's talk about money.
1: And I'm Will, playing the role of Allison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to start with a listener question today.
1: Allison wrote in with a question. Hi, Lillian. I love your podcast. I'm writing because I recently received a medium, I think, sized inheritance, and I'm waffling about what to do with it. Relevant details. I'm a married PhD student in a funded program, so my tuition is paid for, along with a salary. With my husband's salary, we make about 80k a year. We have no debt and we both have retirement funds as well as emergency funds for six to nine months of expenses. Once I'm done with my program, my salary will skyrocket, so our financial outlook was great before this. The inheritance is 25,000. This doesn't feel small, but it also doesn't feel like a big inheritance, hence my medium designation. I'll be graduating within the next year, and we'll have to move, probably to a bigger city with higher rent. We also just totaled our car in January, and I've been trying to replace it with a family hand-me-down, but it's been frustrating and slow. My options as I see them now for the money are, 1. Ignore the money until we've moved and we have new jobs, and can reassess our finances then. 2. Just buy a new car. 3. Plan something extravagant like a big trip for once I graduate. 4. Put it in IRAs for me and my husband. Or five keep it for a down payment someday or to allow my husband to work on a project that may or may not make him money he's a game developer and has expressed interest in this but nothing concrete so far as a timeline do you have any advice am i missing any options or considerations how do i spend twenty five thousand dollars seems like such a silly problem to have but it's causing me (laughs) stress. oh
0: allison thank you so much for writing with this question um I, I totally understand the like getting money causing stress when you're in a good financial situation because a lot of the existing advice out there is very like, oh, first thing to do is pay off debt. And if you don't have any debt, you're like, oh man. <laughs> and like, you're like, oh, save for an emergency fund. I've already done that. Um, and I think Medium is like an excellent designator for a $25,000 inheritance. It's enough that it's a really awesome amount of money to do something with, but not enough to just like pack up your life and retire forever. Um, you're doing an excellent job of considering the different options, though, and I think you're really in a position where there's not any bad options. Since you're debt-free and already have emergency funds, this situation is 100% your choice and based on your own values. Um, because inheritances are generally tax-free to the recipient because the taxes are paid by the estate, you already have and you already have some retirement savings going, my take is that saving in this retirement funds is not the highest priority right now. Um, I would usually try to max out a windfall from work, like a big year-end bonus or commission check, into a tax-advantaged retirement fund, but it's unlikely you're dealing with taxes in this case, simply because Mm. that would lower your taxable income if it was um, like a, a work bonus. I also think you're in a solid financial position for your age and situation. If you had no retirement savings to speak of, perhaps we'd look into putting more of it into retirement. For anyone that's listening and is in this position, um, a Roth IRA can make a lot of sense for tax-free inheritance savings because you don't pay tax when you pull the money out in a Roth. Um, it only works, however, if you have more than 5500 the Roth IRA maximum, in the tax year of earned income. What's important to know is that PhD students receiving fellowships may not have what qualifies as earned income. Often, academic student fellowships do not have Social Security credits associated with them. So if your income for the year is entirely PhD fellowships or stipends, you may not qualify for a Roth IRA at all.
1: Because uh, you're not making that, you're not officially on paper making that 5000
0: Yeah, that's not officially earned income. Um, so that's important to know, is that a lot of people that are making money in academic situations as students um, still are not actually do not count as having earned income, and you have to have earned income to use the Roth IRA. So, Allison, for these couple reasons, retirement savings doesn't make a ton of sense for you, but you're looking at a couple other options. Do something fun, save some money for your known unknowns involved with your life and career changing a lot next year, or spend money on something practical, which in this case is a car. I'd actually recommend a split. Have a little of everything. You can have your inheritance cake and eat it too. $25,000 is enough money to get a decent used car in cash and not through this laborious family process that's draining you. And save up for future unexpected expenses next year and do something fun. Let's say you get a decent, you know, three to five year old used car for about $10,000, which is a, a pretty normal market price for a used car that's in good shape. Um, just as a note, I usually recommend not spending more than 15% of your annual income on a car. That's kind of a good rule of thumb. So in this case, you spent $10,000 on the car, let's say. Um, you've got $15,000 left now. You save 10000 of that for future moving life uncertainty expenses. And that's $10,000 is enough to pay a deposit, broker's fee, first and last month's rent on an apartment in even unreasonably expensive cities like San Francisco and New York. <laughs> um, and your other emergency funds can help cover the rest of your life transition expenses. So like setting aside 10K for future you Um 10,000 could also pay for a down payment in a low cost of living city. Um, it sounds like you might be in a scientific field, and so you might be going to the private sector, but not academia. But um, you know, some academia jobs, you might end up in a low cost of living city, um, and you don't get a lot of choice, right? Um, but unless absolutely necessary, it rarely makes sense to purchase a home uh, before you've gotten a feel for the city and your job. So if you're moving, um, you really don't want to necessarily jump into a home purchase next year. Um, houses are not the easiest thing to get rid of, and you don't wanna get stuck with one before you know the neighborhoods, the commute, and even like if you like your boss, right? Like mm-hmm. dream jobs <laughs> might that look like dream jobs on paper don't always end up being dream jobs once you're in them. Um, depending on your spouse's job, uh, if they stay in the same field, it's possible it'll be a few years before you can even easily get a mortgage since you need a solid work history in your field of about two years generally. And often PhDs don't count as work history. Super mean of them, but it's true. (laughs) Um, So it's not impossible to get a mortgage in that position. So if you end up moving to a town where the rental market is really crammed and houses are much cheaper for any reason you decide to buy a house, um, you probably can get a mortgage. But there's no need to rush into buying a house next year. Um, So you've got plenty of time to save for that down payment in the future, especially if your income is going to go up from an already pretty good income this year. Your down payment plan and your spouse's proposed game developer plan sounds a little bit not not fully fleshed out. So I'm personally going to say that you can wait on those later, especially with your increased income next year. That those both sound like excellent future priority discussions that you can make with money in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you've, (laughs) you've got money to solve those later. Um, a big trip for two on the high end would cost maybe $5,000, right? I'm assuming you're still worrying about a dissertation and job searching right now, so you're probably not looking at a trip longer than a month, right? I'm just going to guess. Maybe that's my American bias. We hate vacation, but <laughs> you can definitely pull off a nice trip somewhere with your spouse for less than $5,000. I promise it's possible. <laughs> I travel all the time internationally, and you don't have to go super budget to be able to do it for under 5000 so essentially, that's ten thousand for a car, ten thousand for next year's un- unknown knowns, and five thousand for something nice for yourself. I always recommend, whenever practical, taking a little money out of a windfall for a treat. I usually say ten to twenty percent of a windfall is for a treat, and the rest is for your other priorities. Because you're in a solid financial position, you can spend a bit more than ten to twenty percent. Um, you know, like I got a unexpected tax refund and I spent a little bit of that on fun stuff and then the rest I put in savings. What
1: was the fun stuff?
0: Um, what was was the fun stuff? It also might only be fun to me. Like I got like, <laughs> I got like nice moisturizer it's and, fun. uh, green tea. Yeah. I sound, I sound like more boring than I <laughs> thought. Um, I also want to just say, don't forget about charitable giving if, it's in line with your current goals and values. A gift of $500 to a charity you care about could make a big difference. Um, so just, you know, bear that in mind as an option. One thing I do want you to check, Allison, is that you're not subject to inheritance tax at the state or local level. Only six states have inheritance taxes that apply to the beneficiary, um, and most only apply to estates of very large sizes, which it sounds like you're not. you're not in that case um so it's pretty rare but if you haven't already gotten advice from the estate attorney or whoever was um settling the estate please make check to make sure you aren't gonna owe a quick google will most likely give you the answer relative to your jurisdiction but i just don't want you to get surprised right um the good news is if you are saving ten thousand up i sincerely doubt your taxes on this are going to be greater than ten thousand dollars so um (laughs) But yeah, that's that's pretty much what my advice would be. You've already thought of a lot of really good options. And the thing is, like you you don't have to spend all $25,000 on each one of those. You can split it up. And that's usually what I recommend anyway. Spend a little bit on
1: fun, though, for sure. So all of the above. That's...
0: All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that wraps our show for today. Any questions, Will?
1: No, that was very thorough. I would... <laughs> Like a PhD fellowship and a <laughs>
0: yeah PhD we're an we would like to request yeah. a PhD fellowship and twenty five thousand dollars inheritance if anybody would like to write in <laughs> with either of those.
1: That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and our host is lillian Care Bake, your personal finance educator. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Oh, my dollars now a weekly podcast, so you don't need to wake up at seven thirty a.m. to hear the show. Check us out on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too.